0: All right, here we go. recording for the 5th of July, 2021. Yeah, it's July already. We got some crazy things going on this week. Uh, Looking forward to the Iowa 80 show. That's going to be more, you know, the beginning next weekend. That's going to be the 8th, 9th, and 10th. I think it's the 8th, 9th, and 10th. Let me double check the calendar here. It's going to be a Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Yep, the 8th, 9th, and 10th. Now, I'm going to be coming in on my run. I'm a sleeper driver. I'm going to be coming in on my run on Thursday, afternoon, Thursday, early evening. That's going to be in Chicago. So I'm going to take the car, race over to Iowa 80, well actually uh, Davenport. i going to stay in Davenport a lot cheaper and get room for like 80 bucks. I'll stay there Thursday night, take a shower, and then I'll head over to the Iowa 80 Friday morning. So I'll get the pets, I guess there's a pet contest, driver pet contest. That should be interesting. I'll get some Iowa 80 shots and... Maybe I'll talk to some vendors and things like that. I don't know what's going to, mostly it's going to be photos and video stuff. I don't know if I'll talk to too many people, but I'll take the recorder just in case, portable recorder. So I'll be there on Friday. So if you see a chubby guy walking around with a bunch of junk, I might even have a red wagon with me. If you see that? That's probably me, Kingfish. So just, you know, give a shout out. In fact, the first person that sees me, I'll buy you lunch. If anybody sees me there on Friday. I think that would be kind of cool. We'll go to the restaurant, have lunch, and maybe record something. That would be exciting. Other than that, not too much going on. Uh, we got the Shell Rotella uh, show coming on the end of the month. That's going to be exciting. Uh, I'd have to look up the dates. But I'm going to that one, too. That one will be a lot easier because it's right there next to where I work. Pretty close to it, anyway. So that's being said. Let's get on with the show. All right. There we go. And Jeremiah Craig, here we go. Oh, before I get into that, I want to mention that a couple of weeks ago Jeremiah Craig was in I ninety right in front of me going through Wyoming. We talked about that. And he had Hondo or Phil from Hondo Boots and they were, you know, traveling around. And I just thought to myself, wow man, how exciting would that be to stop at one of these iconic boot stores, you know, been around forever and get your foot, you know, your boots fitted by, you know, the owner of Hondo Boots, Phil, and also uh Jeremiah Craig. You know, I, just, I don't know why, but I just can't think of it. I can't think of anything better. I just think that would be so cool. So, uh, I recommend if you're into the cowboy boots, go over to Jeremiah Craig's uh, stuff. You'll see him on YouTube. He does a lot of stuff on YouTube. And go listen to that stuff and some of the videos from his trips, these iconic stores. It was pretty, pretty interesting stuff. And, and then watch the, you know, he started asking this guy, Phil from, I don't know, Phil's last name. He'd ask him a question about boots and, it was like you could just see, you know, it was like an encyclopedia of information. It was quite amazing. And he talked up a lot of his uh, competitors too, said good things about them. So I just, I don't know, I just, I'm a fan of that guy now. So, all right, here we go. Jeremiah Craig. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation. Expand your mind on the open road with kingfish. Right here, all right. It looks like Nebraska way stations just deployed tech that can detect a, a truck on a flat or a flat tire on a truck. Okay, so if the you know truck's doing seventy-five miles an hour down the road and you're going by the scale just before the scale, they got sensors in the concrete and it'll detect if you're you know if you got a flat tire or not. No, apparently this is on near the Waverly and the North Platteway Way stations, and they're going to start putting this all around the around the state. And then, if of course, if they detect you got a flat, they bring you in. Hey, you need to go fix fix the flat. I don't know. I don't see anything wrong with it. You got a flat tire, you should get called in. You know, I don't have a problem with that. All right, let's get moving on. Well, here's a great one. Or in Connecticut. Yeah, Connecticut. Uh, Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont signed into a law provision that will settle the trucking industry with a tax for four miles driven within the state. So what they're trying to do is generate money. So on June 25th, Lamont signed Bill HB 6688 into law, and after it was approved by the Connecticut General Assembly this month. So basically what it is is that the truck tax is expected to generate an estimated $90 million in revenue for infrastructure funding per year by implementing a costly highway use tax on truckers only. Fees would range from 2.5 cents per mile for vehicles weighing 26, 28,000 pounds and up to 17.5 cents per mile for trucks weighing over 80,000 pounds. Doesn't say anything about 28,000 to 80,000, but who knows. Anyway, the tax will go into effect on January 1st, 2023, and then some dairy trucks are exempt from this. So really what it comes down to is, you know, you're paying for the road twice, you're paying, when you buy fuel, you're paying a tax that, that fixes the roads, the interstate. That's what you're paying for. You're paying for a tax, so you're paying for a road. Now that you've paid the, the, the fuel taxes to, pay to fix this road make this road, which by the way, a lot of times these places don't use the money for the roads, which is, you know, that, that's, we all know that. So they got that going on. Then now they're gonna charge you for every mile you drive in the state. So,
1: you know, that could add
0: up to quite a bit, you know, for a lot of these bigger trucking companies. And so the the costs are just going to get passed down to the consumer. That's all. That's all you're going to see is you're going to see the cost passed down to the consumer. And I, I just don't, I don't see this as a, as a good or as a good thing at all. But, you know, so drivers are paying twice. We're paying twice for this thing. You know, once to drive across there and then once with every time you fuel. So, mm. Go go figure. You know, but th- then what's next? You know, what's next? It'll just drive the cost of shipping up. That's all. That's all it's going to do. So, all right, let's get moving on. All right, we all heard about the flooding in Detroit. The water, you know, rose pretty high over there in Detroit on 94. So a bunch of trucks got stranded. Of course, they couldn't run. They got flooded out. So here's what happened. This is on June 26th. So GM Freight Operations Manager had one other truck's towed that was stuck in this mess. Now, keep in mind, this truck had, you know, was in this disaster, but the water had receded. So they got a bill from the trowing company for $9,100 for a seven-mile post-flood tow. Okay, post-flood, that's the key here. Okay. Now, the tow bill was $6,300. But they added a the towing company added a $2,050 swimmer's fee along with a few other additional costs. Well, what's up with that? The water had already receded. What swimming did you do? So basically, these tow companies are scamming these guys. $10,000 almost for a, for a tow for seven miles. Give me a break. What a, how ridiculous is that? Sounds like somebody needs to lose their license. That's what it sounds like. But hey, go rob a bank you know what you're okay go rob, rob a trucking company or couch your customers like that and hey it's perfectly fine the law's on your side all right let's get moving on all right drivers don't forget uh between july 11th and july 17th that's the 11th starting on the 11th and going through the 17th that's the uh safety blitz you know the, the cvsa operation safe driver week 2021 so just keep an eye on that uh Last year was in July 12th to the 18th. Now they gave out 4,659 citations and 6,700 or 6,077 6, warnings last year. So you may not even notice that it's going on. And then, of course, you have the CVSA Break Safety Week, which is scheduled for August 22nd to the 28th. And that's going to be coming up too. So there's a big one. So that one's next week, and the other one's in, in August. So just keep that in mind. Okay. Those two events are coming up. All right, let's get moving on. Well, here's a scary one. Luckily, nothing happened. Um, Over in Oakdale, Wisconsin, that's off the 1994 area over there, you know, just north of, you know, not too far from Madison. Anyway, at the Love's truck stop, uh some driver had an emergency medical condition. Maybe he's had a heart attack or something. It doesn't say what it was. But anyway, the driver, his truck veered off the roadway, and it collided with a fireworks stand near the truck stop. Looks like the fireworks stand was right on the truck stop property over in the corner of the parking lot. And then right next door to that was a, you know, right next to that was a porta potty. Well apparently he hit the the, the fireworks stand and missed the porta potty completely, which is kind of funny. You could come up with a lot of bad puns for that one, so I'm gonna leave you alone with that one. But anyway, the the Mae Hensy, who is the proprietor of the fireworks stand, was sitting in the fireworks stand when it hit. And it looks like, you know, she just bumped her head and was bruised and she made it all right. Now it looks like their fireworks stand is a container and looks like it's an old container just laying on the ground. It's kind of hard to say, but that's what it looks like. So, I don't know. That's pretty scary. Imagine you're in a fireworks stand surrounded by all this explosive stuff and you get hit by a a big truck. (laughs) How scary would that be? So, anyway, that was in Monroe County up there in uh, Oakdale, Wisconsin. I'm sure many of you have been there to the Loves truck stop. So, yeah, it's that one with they got the Hardee's. That's how I remember which Loves is which, is what food they have. So, anyway, just try not to hit any fireworks stains. It looked like not too much damage to the driver's truck. Looks like he uh, bended up his front end and his bumper's on the ground and stuff like that. So, it doesn't look too bad for him. But hopefully, medical-wise, he's fine. So, he, shit happens, I guess. Well, no, I guess shit didn't happen because it didn't hit the fire. It didn't hit the port <laughs> All right, let's get moving on. You know what? Thank God it didn't hit the porta potty because if somebody was inside that porta potty it might have, you know, that would have been a more of an issue for, the, you know, someone, I guess. You know what I'm saying? All right, let's get moving on. All right, here's one that's, I'm getting this off. Life. This one's kind of unusual. So it's happened on June 29th in Volusia County. I interstate 95 at around 11 p.m. down there in Florida. Now, what happened was, according to the Click Orlando News, the Florida Highway Patrol began receiving calls from motorists reporting five hundred white doves flying at cars on I ninety five near the International Speedway Boulevard exit. All right. Now, it wasn't, it wasn't doves. What it was is it was homing pigeons. Now, what they think happened was the homing pigeons were you know, in a crate, and they fell out of a truck somewhere and landed on the highway, broke open, and then the things were flying all around. And then the lights from the cars were confusing them. And so that's what they think happens. They don't know where these things belong. And apparently they weren't tagged or marked in any way. Now, the reason why I know about this tagging thing is uh, during the Kenosha rides over in Wisconsin, there was a lot of smoke and things, and I guess it was confusing to birds. And one of the homing pigeons from... Kenosha ended up here, like I don't know, like fifty miles north, where I live, right on the lake. It was right outside my apartment building. So what I did was live right on Lake Michigan, so I couldn't go any farther east. So we we you know, we captured him because he was just walking around outside. There's a lot of animals around here, coyotes and things. He wasn't gonna last the night. And there was a band around his foot. So what I did was is I called I went on Facebook and I found a, a group that does you know, pigeon people, and I found a pigeon guy, and I said, hey, I found this pigeon with his band, and I sent him a picture of the band, and he was able to identify who it was through some database they have, and then he told the owner, and the owner came and got the pigeon. But apparently these ones don't have that band, so if you ever run across one of these homing pigeons, they uh, they have this band if that ever happens, so I don't know. I just imagine all these white, yeah. You know, they think it's doves. It's all pigeons flying at them. That's got to be funny. Anyway, Uh, I mean, as long as nobody got hurt. So, all right, nobody did get hurt. All right, let's get moving on. All right, earlier we talked about a fireworks explosion. Let's talk about a truck into fireworks. Let's talk about (laughs) this one's insane. This is absolutely insane. All right, uh, June 30th at 7.40 p.m. in uh, California, 27th Street in San Pedro in Los Angeles. Uh, It's down... Well, you know where San Pedro is, down there by the by the ocean. Anyway, um, <laughs> this is insane. So, cops get a tip that there's a guy with illegal fireworks. I don't know what he had, but it just says illegal fireworks. And they're commercial grade, so it's the big stuff. You know, probably a big star-spangled banner stuff, you know. You know, the big crazy stuff. So, anyway, they got 5,000 pounds of this stuff. You know, which really, you wouldn't think is a lot, right? Well, here's what happened. The the seized fireworks were transferred to a total containment truck with an iron chamber designed to safely house explosives during a pre-planned detonation. The decision to detonate the fireworks in a residential neighborhood was reportedly made due to the risk of transporting the explosives to an off-site location. All right, so here's what I'm saying. They put these things in the back of a semi-truck, and it had a container that's supposed to contain the explosion, okay? Okay. But the container failed. All right. Not only did it fail, but this is where it gets crazy. Seven people were hurt uh, when they blew when the bomb squad blew this thing up. There was a couple of cars next to the truck. Those cars flipped over on their sides, and the truck they were using this is totally destroyed. So, way to go, LAPD. Way to go. Awesome. Uh, just go look for fireworks truck explosion in LA and YouTube, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Unbelievable. Uh, you yeah, know, the, the LED put out a statement saying basically, uh, well, we had a, uh, you know, we put them in this truck because of the risk of transporting the explos- explosives to an offsite location. However, uh, LAPD Chief Michael Moore said that there was a total catastrophic failure of that container vehicle resulting in a large blast. You think? Yeah, you gotta watch the video. It's hilarious. Other, other than the fact that people got hurt. So, alright, let's get moving on. Alright, it looks like the Goodyear Highway Heroes program is just announced their finalist. It looks like Mike Scalotus, I'm probably not pronouncing his name right, stepped between a woman and a gunman. So basically, stepped between a gun, woman and a gunman and protected her, and she got in his truck, and apparently the guy was on a self described murder suicide mission. So good that's a that's definitely a highway hero. That's above and beyond. Jason Harty's trial by fire saved an entire family. He watched a truck T bone a minivan and as the van caught fire, Jason leapt into action to rescue the passengers. He tore the car doors off of a flaming vehicle and rescued her mother holding her baby. And then Jason went back for the husband and their three other children. Okay, that's definitely up there. And then Kenneth Bath watched a car plunge off a bridge and then leapt into action. Literally, he began a series of river dives performed in the dead of night to rescue a driver from his car as it sank. Kenneth's exceptional courage and quick action saved the driver's life that night. Yeah, I would say those are definitely above and beyond. Uh, these guys that win this award, a pretty pretty big deal, you know. Uh, it's a pretty big deal. interesting stuff you know unfortunately these things happen and we drivers see it but you know these guys they stepped up to the plate so good for them you know and good for the people they saved <laughs> you know the quick thinking and the fact that these guys were able to do what they needed to do when time came trust me you drive long enough you're gonna see stuff all right let's get moving on all right there wasn't too much to talk about in this week's show now keep in mind we got the IO80 you know show thing coming up eighth ninth and tenth. I'm going to be going to that on Friday. That's going to be the ninth um, big big thing that got reported this week. Uh, fuel shortages, and not because of fuel shortage, but because the drivers, you know, fuel shortage of drivers, fuel shortage. Of, how am I going to say this? There's a shortage of drivers to deliver the fuel to the gas stations. That's what okay. Now that I flubbed that up completely, and that's what it is. It's a shortage of drivers to take the fuel now. The fuel companies will say it's a shortage of drivers. The drivers say that no, there's not a shortage of drivers. There's just a shortage of companies that are worth you know, that are worth paying enough to do the job. So you know, you pay enough, you'll get the drivers. So that's basically what it comes down to. So pay the drivers, you'll get the drivers. And, you know, there's a lot of people retired, they might even come back. Of course, you get rid of this unemployment welfare slash thing that's going on, I'm sure you'll get people back to work and they them back to work anyway i don't know with the answer i don't know i haven't figured it out yet i'm just driving my own truck doing my own thing so anyway look for some stuff next week a lot of photos go to the youtube channel you know go to the youtube channel you'll find a bunch of stuff there uh it's T.W.K. trucking with kingfish same thing as here uh, i got a bunch of car videos up there subscribe oh god please subscribe on the youtube channel I got a lot of stuff. There's going to be a lot of trucking stuff next week. Mostly it's been cars lately. All right. And then, of course, there's a Facebook page. You can find a lot of the stuff there, too. Uh, trucking the Kingfish. Everything's got the same name. TWK Trucking the Kingfish. You know, it's all the same stuff. It's just in different places. I kept it all the same name. So, that being said, uh, I got to get my gear ready for next week. I got my cameras. I got my batteries charging. I got my cameras ready, got to practice, got to check my cables, make sure they still work because I haven't used that portable recorder in a while. And it's going to be pretty exciting. I'm going to have a lot of fun next week. So if you see me at the show, uh, I'm not sure what I'll be wearing, but you see a little red wagon or you see a chubby little guy walking around with a baseball hat on and he's recording. I got a big old camera. It's probably me. All right. Canning camera. Don't confuse me with them Nikon people. I don't associate with them. Nah, just kidding. All right, alright. I just don't know where all the buttons are because I'm used to the Canon. It's going to be a lot of fun. I went, last time I think it was 2017, 2018 when I went, something like that. So it's been a while. Last year I wanted to go, but it just didn't work out. So, you know, you know how it is, you know, you just got to do what you got to do and go to the show, you know. It's a lot of fun, but I'll take pictures for those who can't go to the show, so you can check them out there. Alright, that being said, I am out of here. I gotta get going, and I will talk to y'all later. Oh, darn, I almost forgot. Um, Still using the Hot Logic stove. It's working fantastic. Uh, You can find uh, the Hot Logic stove. You know, the link in the show notes. You know, it's just a little hot plate, basically, and you know, it heats up the food. I've been using that for quite a while, and I really like it. So... Yeah, know we sold quite a few of them on here through that and i don't know it helps promote the show maybe we'll get better equipment better camera better microphone sometimes i'm making a static noise i don't i still don't know where that's coming from it pops in once in a while so that being said that's that's truly all i got this time okay i really am out of here kingfish out